This is the Tribune Audio Network. This is the Backstory Podcast. I'm Larry Potash. On this show, we uncover the backstory behind some of the most intriguing tales in history, culture, science, and religion. In this episode, comic books were once considered dangerous and lowbrow art, but the impact of this art form shows just how wrong the critics were. As a kid, Art Baltazar fills spiral notebooks with sketches of superheroes and cartoon characters. When he runs out of characters to copy, he invents his own. In comics, you could dream anything. He still has a childlike passion for something he has been doing for half a century. Do you feel like you've never grown up? I feel like it's the same day since fifth grade. His doodles may seem simple or silly, but he understands the importance of his art form. It's probably the greatest art form because you're the director, you're the writer, you're the editor, you're everything. This is one of my favorite pieces by Jim Wisniewski. Gary Colabono doesn't have art's talent, but shares his passion. He's a major collector. As a kid, he's drawn to comics as an investment in a compelling story. And it was like, oh, this was made for me. They're telling stories in words and pictures, not just words. Comic books are the only literature that kids will pick up without being told to. His treasure trove reveals more than heroes and villains. It's a catalog of something more subtle, how art and literature come together to portray action, comedy, and something much deeper, the human condition. Comics were always looked on as lowbrow kid stuff, never taken seriously by everyone who was not a fan. The fans loved them. With kids seemingly stuck on screens, perhaps simple lines of an older medium might spark their imagination. I just draw all the time and then something happens. I get a phone call or an email and my buddies call me the Forrest Gump of comics because I that's what he said. Man, you don't even try. Like, well, I'm, I'm home all the time. <laughs> I'm drawing all the time. I should be home right Art now. Art Baltazar is a successful comic book illustrator. But in the early days, nearly every editor rejects his portfolio of superheroes. They continued to destroy me and annihilate me and break my heart and crush my soul. And I have my own version of Superman, which is kind of cool. The last editor views his portfolio and asks, why do you want to draw like everyone else? And he said, you're a cartoonist. Why don't you be a cartoonist? And he said, publish your own damn comic. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. He staples his own books and sells them one by one at comic book shows. One day in 2003, he gets a call from Disney. They like his character, Gorilla Gorilla. Gorilla Gorilla is a little gorilla. He's a little guy who has a roommate who's a lizard, who's also little. And so when they get mad, Gorilla Gorilla could change into a, a giant gorilla and the lizard loses control and he turns into a giant lizard and then they fight. That's gotta be the pinnacle to sell a character to Disney. Tell me about yeah. what your reaction was the day you got that news. That was nuts. I freaked out and like the contract was crazy. The idea of communicating through pictures dates back centuries. Rudolf Topfer is considered the father of modern comics. In the 1820s, he's the first to bring words and pictures together. The Yellow Kid from 1895 is the first American comic strip. Comic strips appeal to kids and immigrants. 
someone comes up with the idea of putting together strips in a compilation book. Really, that was the whole genesis of, a, of the comic book. It became a huge success right out of the box. Famous Funnies Comics number one from July 1934 is, quote, the first monthly comic. The golden age of comic books starts in 1938 with Action Comics Superman number one, then Batman and Robin, Wonder Woman, and other superheroes, like Captain America, who punches Hitler in 1941. By the 1950s, a hundred million comic books are sold every week, until 1954, when another publication paralyzes the industry. Seduction of the Innocent by psychiatrist Frederick Wortham claims to establish a connection between comics and juvenile delinquency. As a teen, Gary discovers the book in his school library and for the first time encounters comic books with dark themes. I pull it out and my mind is blown. It's all on 1950s crime and horror comics and the impact that they're having on the youth of America during this time. That comic books are an important contributing factor in many cases of juvenile delinquency. That book spawned the Senator Falver uh, hearings on the juvenile delinquency of comic books. This led to book burnings, uh, comic book burnings. Dr. Wortham's testimony at congressional hearings leads to a compromise with the comic book industry they'll voluntarily institute a comics code that lets parents know there's no gore or violence in a particular comic book. By the 21st century, the code pretty much disappears, but people are still trying to censor comics. In 2022, the state of Tennessee bans Art Spiegelman's classic, Mouse, about his father's experience surviving the Holocaust. This is a survivor's tale. It's not a work of fiction. There's nothing more powerful than this. The Jews are portrayed as mice, the Germans as cats. If it were real people, if he was trying to draw his grandmother or his father and actually draw their pictures, I don't think he could have made it. And you wouldn't be able to convey that story to children. It might be more difficult to do that. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. The Tennessee School Board bans mouths for depictions of nudity, nudity of cartoon mice. It's ridiculous to think that this is going to harm a child in some way if they saw this image, other than the fact that it would get them to certainly think about the horror of what these people were going through. Tennessee's ban on mouse has the opposite effect. It lifts the book to the top of the bestseller list. From the serious to the supernatural, Comics captivate Gary, and he often buys two issues of a comic book, one to read and one not to touch, an investment for the future. The old adage is all comics have value, but not all comics are valuable. So I went ahead and hired an armed guard to keep guard on my Superman comics, which I considered <laughs> to be the most valuable comic book in the world. It takes 22 years for him to obtain the four, Superman, Superwoman, Superboy, and Supergirl. He just sold them for $400,000. I'm just the luckiest guy in the world. This guy knows where Splinter is. From the classic to the comic, you might think of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a cartoon or movie, 
but it starts in a comic book series. It touched everybody, and everybody said, this is the coolest, funniest thing we have ever seen. So what's the future of comic books? Kids have more outlets competing for their attention. The comic book audience is dwindling. Kids, I think they want familiarity. They want something that they know from television. Anthony Grant is the third generation owner of Comics Revolution. While comic book superheroes have led to the big screen, there's now a shift from video to the printed page. Plants vs. Zombies is a video game that has become popular with kids. That it just generated a series of books that sell very well uh, because the kids were familiar with that first. Also, the current golden age of superheroes on screen could motivate kids to discover their favorite superhero's backstory. The coolest thing in the world is watching Hawkeye, you know, shoot five arrows in one second and not miss. I saw that same thing happen in 1964, but I saw it in the comic book. So everybody has a golden age. There doesn't seem to be another golden age emerging for comic books. Gary says sales are down, and as no one cares about a comic code anymore, what does sell is sex and violence. So now you go to the comic book store and it's a superheroine who is you know, as sexy as you can imagine. And they're pushing the envelope with the hope that they'll sell more comics to the same shrinking audience. Art's strategy is to capture kids' imagination at an early age with humor. His comic book shop, Aw Yeah Comics, releases his new comic book, Abraham Linkage, a sausage in a Lincoln top hat who kills monsters with a fly swatter. And with characters like Patrick the Wolf Boy and Tiny Titans, he hopes to create another golden age of young readers. I had lots of kids and parents tell me that their kid had trouble reading and they would pick up my books and that's how they learned to read. It's so rewarding to hear that. You know, I love it. Thanks for listening to Backstory. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute to subscribe to our podcast or leave a review. To watch our full coverage of this story and see some that didn't make it to the podcast, visit us online at WGNTV.com slash backstory. This has been a production of the Tribune Audio Network.